You're listening to Fucks Given, the one about relationships. The good, the bad, and the ugly. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Lawrence. Hi, Reed. How are you? I'm okay. I've I've just been dealing with a bit of a cold, so... You don't sound like you've got a cold, so that's good. Because the last thing that you want on a podcast is someone with a blocked nose. I'm really lucky. My nose never really gets blocked, but when it does, like I feel for everyone who gets a blocked nose. This is just like... Yeah, it sucks. Like behind the eyes and in my head, cold kind yeah. of thing. I just wanted to say, I've got a little doggo with me. So if there are any like squeaks, yes. whines... I was going to say, speaking of sinuses, like you've got a little pug over there. (laughs) Little puggo. And if if you're watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see her. Her name is Frankie. You can't really see her. It's like black on black right now. You need to do a Simba. Simba! (laughs) Hey, there you are, There you are. So cute. So Frankie is my dude's dog, and I've been looking after her for two weeks and I have to give her back tomorrow she's so cute yes that dog tongue yeah we love you Frankie I don't know whether it's sad to mention but this year was tough because we lost two family dogs oh I know that was tough that was. Uh, I didn't realize how great lap dogs were until I've been looking after Frankie for two weeks. The comfort a small dog on your lap gives you is like nothing else. Like, like just, and you don't understand how they come so package sized. You like look at them. Yeah. You're like, how are you so small? And I don't understand. So cute. <laughs> yeah. like, They're like little much. walking hot water bottles. They're so, so <laughs> lovely. Literally that. Like this is what she mm-hmm. is to me right now. It's like a little little hot water bottle. Oh, um, I mean, this isn't like the fucking dog podcast. So <laughs> we will start no, talking not, about sex. Actually. At, at some point, at some point. Oh no, not sex today, is it? It's relationships. Although yeah, that, we, that also sex is going to be a part of it. We've got quite a deep episode coming up, I would say. Reed, you've, you've had something going on that you've been holding close to your heart. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> it sounds so dramatic, but... It, well, I guess it is. Um, and after speaking to Sam about it all, he's cool with me talking about it on the podcast. The main news has been that we have been on a break, on a mm. month-long break. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what I've been going through the past month over the holidays and why I couldn't over really talk about it. because too. It's, Yeah, the holiday thing I was unsure about because um, I I wanted to put in the break and it was there were two mindsets of like, am I doing this at the wrong time? You know, it's just before the holidays where you want to get cosy up with somebody, where you want your partner there, where it's all Mm -hmm. like romanticised and every movie's about motherfucking love. Um, Oh God, yeah. was it the perfect time where you were supposed to be surrounded by friends and family and you will have lots of distractions? Um, So yeah, it was... True. There is never a good time for a break. That's That is... Like there is never the perfect time. I, I but I, I've got a lot to say. Or every time is the perfect time, you know. Yeah, but yeah. Every time's the perfect time. You know, going through the battles of like, like is a break just delaying the inevitable? To mm-hmm. is like, you know, it, yeah. It's every single article I motherfucking read quoted Friends. 
every <laughs> single one of them. By the end of it, I was like, oh my God, like I rot, like I'm done now with that. We were on a break. So I thought it was a really toxic break in Friends. It was not a good break. No, it wasn't. So what was it about taking a break that, like, what was calling you to a break rather than a breakup? Uh, so the the break was actually quite quite dramatic. It happened over a weekend. I had no plans or even thoughts or intentions around having a break in or breaking up. It was just one of those things that it like hit me, and I was like, "Oh my goodness! Like we we need to do this. This something isn't working. Something isn't right." Um, and my mental health had been on this like really sort of slow decline and it had been getting worse and worse and you know trying absolutely everything and me just like racking my brain like I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to be doing and I'm still feeling crap and one of the reasons was like oh my goodness maybe it is mine and Sam's relationship that's put me where my mental health is or you know the flip reverse my mental health is causing Sam and I to to have a lot of strain and stress and for it not to be fun anymore Um, so yeah that was kind of it it was like we had a weekend that was supposed to be amazing and parts of it were great but we had two big arguments and I was just like holy shit like something big needs to change it doesn't matter how many times you want something or suggest something or you try and talk about something it just it wasn't working from both of our sides so it was like I need we needed we both needed the break to really go holy fucking shit this is serious and have yeah. a, and take a step back and like really work on ourselves as individuals before we could come together um and so um yeah I mean it's been fucking amazing like it's been yeah. incredible um, it's been hard. Don't get me wrong. It's been so hard. There have been many, many tears, many, many lonely nights, many like, have I made a mistake? What have I done? Heartbreak, like gone through all the roller coaster emotions. Um, but it's just been, it's just been the best thing that we both could have done. Not just me from my side, but Sam also agrees. It's, it's like as much as he, as much as he really struggled with it at the beginning, he was like, it's it's amazing. Like, I feel like a wow. new person. So, yeah, I think breaks only work when you both are really ready to work at it and make a change within yourselves, yeah. not for the other person. Yeah. And you're not hoping the other person changes. This has to be a change within yourself. And also when you really discuss the rules and stick to the rules and the boundaries, Um then yeah, I feel like you can have a successful break. I've heard plenty people talk about really successful breaks. Even um, Kitty Underhill, yeah, who we've had on the podcast before. She was saying that she had a really successful break with her partner of three months, and it completely changed everything. And then also, I was just voice noting my my good old mate, and she had a, a break for a year from her partner, and now they have a house together, and they're thinking about a future together. So wow. it can really work in your favour, but it's not for everyone. I think yeah. a lot of the time, a break does help you realise what you, you know, like what maybe what you don't have or what you actually want in a relationship that you can't get. So yeah, it's just been a lot, like a lot of self-reflection. <laughs> it's so easy to be blinded by things when you're actually in the relationship because you've got everything else like, you know, the sex and the cuddles and the intimacy and like the codependency. And Absolutely. Yeah. 
you need to take a step back from that to realize what you really want in like the relationship and in life as well. Yeah. Like I feel like you need to, you can't really see that very well when you're in a relationship. Yeah. The codependency made it almost impossible. I think the codependency made Mm. me blind to it, made me blind to all the problems, all the issues. And I kept you know, like wanting to talk about it or just being like, you know, is this me? Is it because my mental health is really bad? Am I not dealing with this situation properly? Am I causing all the arguments for no reason to the codependency being every time I felt low or down, I relied on Sam to make me feel better. And that that became the norm. And that put a huge strain on him because he ended up feeling like a carer and that's that's not good. And then a huge strain on me where I'm not self-soothing. I'm not looking after myself. So yeah. anytime I felt a bit shit, I would expect I would I would expect him to make me feel good, give me cuddles, like come see me. I would go see him. Um, and it just it created this bad pattern, this bad habit that neither of us could see was bad. And and the worst part was, as I got angry, when I didn't feel good, when I didn't get what I wanted from him, that comfort and that support and that love, um, even though he was so exhausted to give it to me all the time, constantly, if I didn't get it, I would be angry at him. I would be livid. I would be, I, and then I would argue and be like, you know, like, you're supposed to look after me, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say those exact words, but... I only could see this now after the break. While I was in the break, I couldn't, I couldn't see any of it. It just felt normal. It just felt so like, like, this but that's is, what you're supposed to rela- do. Yeah. This is what yeah. a relationship's supposed to be, you know? Yeah. When I'm, when I'm sad, of course I'm going to call him. But yeah, it's, it, it, there's like a, such a fine line of calling someone when you, you know, when something bad has happened and you really are struggling and you need their support yeah. to calling them every, moment once a day three times a week whatever it is like every moment because you feel down and you feel that mm. like almost like cloud of depression over you and you're hoping desperately that they're gonna say something that that's like great and it's gonna make you feel better but they they not that they don't they can't because nothing yeah. can get you out of that codependency depression mental health slug except for you it's almost like having a partner there makes it almost impossible for you to get out of it yourself. It's yeah. so fucking weird. And I have a I have a pattern of codependency and I've done it with my partners before. So it's Me like, too. how did I not how did I not see it before? But of course it just it took the break to be like, oh yeah, that was unhealthy. How do you feel about it now? Like how long have you been in the break and have you seen Sam since the break? Yes. So we've had one date, one dinner date. Um, and then I'm I'm on another date tonight with him. We're going bowling. Um, okay. That's nice that you're like starting it off with dating again. When we first spoke about the break, uh, which was again, a really tough, long conversation because for Sam, it came out of nowhere and he didn't, he didn't understand a lot of it. And all I could do was just almost like repeat myself and just say like, if we don't have a break, we have to break up because something needs to change and I can't do it unless I do this. And it was horrible and heartbreaking. Um, 
But everything I read, because I, I just, I read a lot, which is mad for me being dyslexic, but I read so much, like almost too much, too obsessively, uh, which went too far, but um, trying to find out what the perfect break is. There isn't an answer for the perfect break because every individual is different. Every couple is different. Every situation is different. Sam and I are in a privileged position because we don't live together. We have two separate places. Yes. Um, we yeah. don't have kids. We don't have a mortgage. We don't have mm-hmm. a pet. Um, so it, it was a lot easier for us, but what I read that resonated with me was a a break should be for no minimum than three weeks. That's what I read that I was like, okay, that makes sense. Some things were saying like a week, some things were saying three months. There, there was something that said, if it's a break that's over six months, then it's, it's, it's a breakup. It's not a break. If you need longer than six months. But yeah, then, I would you know. agree with that in a weird way as well because I think mm-hmm. like the term break means that you you guys are in waiting to get back together. And yeah. I think it's not fair necessarily to be in a break for like a super extended amount of time unless you're both like agreeing that you're still in waiting like after 6 months. But like, yeah, that's if, you're, true, if yeah. you don't want to be in this like waiting room for your relationship and like, then it's not a break. I would say it was a break. Yeah. It almost like has to, has to match, which is almost impossible because yeah. there is always going to be one person has more feelings about the situation than the other. And mm-hmm. it's really hard to match. Like it wasn't easy at the beginning and three weeks when you're feeling that heartbreak and you're in it feels like forever. It honestly feels like the longest time, like unbearable yeah. amounts of time. You're just like, yeah. how, like I can't even get through today, let alone a week or three weeks. But yeah. that's the point. You're supposed to do that cut off. So the, the each little day that goes by, it, it gets a little bit better. And then you start talking to your friends more and talking to your family more and learning to self-soothe. When you've got no one there to pick up the phone to and cry to, then you just have to cry by yeah. yourself and pick up the pieces and be like, okay, right. Well, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to watch something on TV or like, Okay, well, I'll guess, I guess I'll I'll go for a walk, you know, shit like that. And it's just so hard to do. I wish I didn't have to do it, but God, it's been so amazing. (laughs) Yeah, I I feel, I honestly feel like a new person after this break, which is just incredible. Incredible. I'm so happy for you. I'm so, like, when you told me that you were doing it, like, I was very happy that you were making that decision because I had seen the place that you'd got into in your relationship. And I was like, yeah, I just want Reed to be happy at the end of the day and so something Mm -hmm. needs to happen yeah I think the main thing that made me decide on the break was speaking to my closest friends who knew me the best that was especially speaking to you and being like Reed I think I think this is something you need to do actually you prefixed it with can I say something and I was like okay and I wasn't in the right place to hear it but prefixing it with that made it like like almost like tolerable to hear and when you said it of course it's still it's still like upsetting and there's like a lot of feelings hearing that stuff but yeah it's it's allowing yourself to take a step back and be like okay if someone feels really strongly about this maybe it is something i need to really think about yeah and then it it wasn't just you it was a couple of other friends as well who felt just as strong in it and i was like oh fuck like yeah. If everyone else can see it and I can't, then then something needs to change. Something needs to give. 
Yeah, I guess I just want to to reiterate that, like, I don't think any of your friends told you to, like, go on a break or break up. It was just kind of, like, our opinion on, like, the whole situation and, like, how we felt about you in it. Yeah. I think if someone's telling you to break up or have a break, that's that's not okay. That's not okay. Yeah, (laughs) that's that's not okay. That's what I just wanted to say. I was like, I don't want people to come out of that thinking, oh, it's okay Mm -hmm. to tell my friend that they need to break up with their boyfriend. No. The, The best, when I was speaking to people, the best responses that I got were the ones that were very much, like, asking me the right questions not necessarily i don't want to say neutral neutral was yeah. good because when i was in a sensitive hurt place like neutral was really easy for me to hear it didn't necessarily yeah. progress the the conversation but it was very easy to talk to somebody that was neutral and just like you know what do you think about this why do you want to do this what will you get out of this what do you yeah. want in the future that was really helpful the therapist um, talk <laughs> yeah yeah the therapist talk basically just yeah. trying to like uncover more because when you're in that position your head's just so crazy full of thoughts it's like it's maddening i also like there's there's something about getting advice from friends though that sometimes i'm like i wonder if it's just me but sometimes people's opinions then inform my own opinions and that gets really complicated Mm -hmm. for me because i feel like friends should say how they feel about things yeah. but then you have to take time to digest what they say don't like act mm-hmm. suddenly from what your friends said you know like you have yeah. to sit with what they said and think like does this ring true for me have I been feeling the same way and like that all of all of those thoughts mm-hmm. no, no one should give you their opinion without you asking really that's mm. not like a good listening buddy unless they're like itching to say something and then that's on them because that can be really hard to hear the, if, yeah. if somebody wants to know your opinion they'll ask they'll ask for it what like yeah. what do you think I should do and then they're how, ready to hear how did you feel when I was like can I say something I, I, it's almost like, well, I appreciated it. There was that part of me that was like, oh my God, she's prefixed it. Okay, like, okay, buckle up. Like, I'm ready to yeah. hear something that might that I might not like, especially yeah. when it is a it is like a, a, a really close mate, a best mate, talking about the person that you've been in love with and had such a close, close um, relationship with. And it's also something I didn't want to hear either. You know, like even, even though in the back of my head, I knew it was something that needed to happen. Hearing yeah. it made it real and I didn't want to face the reality. But yeah. um, I, I did. I did because I spoke to you about it. There was still a part of me that wanted to hear it, even if it was going to be really tough. I still really appreciated yeah. the way you handled that conversation. You <laughs> doggo, sorry. <laughs> I know, she's like, something happening outside. Yeah. <laughs> um grumbling. So yeah, I the way that the way that you spoke about it, I think was was a light bulb moment. As much as yeah. it was a hard conversation to hear, but that yeah. wasn't on you and the way that you spoke about it. I think it was just like, even if you were so pleasant and tender and like sweet about it, I still might not have wanted to hear it you know I remember saying it and I was like I want to cry saying this to you like I felt like emotions like bubbling up because I was just like I don't know if you mind me saying exactly what I said but I was just like Mm. you lost you've lost I feel like you've lost your spark 
And like yeah, that made that, me yeah. so sad to say because like <laughs> I've known you for so long and like I know you when you're you're like at your best and like it's even making me sad now because I was just like this is <laughs> this is like a horrible thing to say to someone but like it needed to be said. Yeah, and I needed to hear it because that's exactly you putting that into words was exactly how I felt and I hadn't yeah. realized, especially when you're just in the thick of like gradually just feeling shit and like your mental health just a li- going a little bit out of control here and there and not yeah. coping. And you're right, that's exactly how it felt. It felt like I had lost my spark. But again, yeah. these things take fucking time. There was a moment where you messaged me just being like, "Oh, actually we're not gonna do do this i'm not gonna break up with him and i was like shit well i've really put my foot in it i've been the friend that said something and now they stay together and now it's forever going to be awkward no 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 it it would never be awkward because your opinion is still very valuable yeah but that during this time you literally go through so many different like uh, roller coaster (laughs) emotions and it's like it's like that with any breakup as well especially if you're the one doing the breaking up you are constantly second guessing yourself and constantly thinking did i make that because you don't just like cut off all your emotions and that's it even if the person seems so cold they are still hurting there was there is still a part of them that is hurting for the person that they felt for you know they don't Mm want to harm anybody even if it feels so fucking cold and that's how I felt I had to be with Sam I, I felt I had to be cold even though I was like crying every night and like heartbroken I was still like I was like you know, like, sorry, we we can't talk. We cannot message each other through this break. Let's speak next yeah. week. And I'm there just like, all I want to do is call him up and just like say that I've made a mistake and I, I'm going to come to yours mm. and make it all better. And it was like, honestly, yeah. fucking hard. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I yeah. feel like when I went through my last breakup, like I remember texting mm-hmm. him the next day, just being like, what have we done? What have yeah. we done? And I was like, so emotional. I just wanted to like, talk to him, to him. And he um, sent me another text back, just being like, like that basically saying that he was feeling like really terrible. And he was just like, I don't think we can talk. Yeah. Cause and it, it just like, makes it so much oh, harder. Yeah. So it's it's not easy all round. Doesn't matter unless they're a fucking psychopath and they're just like, nah, all right, I'm better without you. See ya. You know, like it. It. Yeah. They cannot not feel something. Um, no. So yeah, it's it's been long, very very long. And when we when I put down the break in motion, I sort of I, before even I did the break, I did a lot of like journaling and writing down. I did like the pros and cons list. I did. Um, the things that I want in a relationship, the things that the the important things to me, the values to me that I I need to have, not want to have, but need to have in a relationship for it to be successful. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, those things can change, but it really helped help me physically see that I had made the right decision then and there. That that there was. Yeah, that it was that it wasn't just all caught up in my brain, like fucking whirling around mm. like a chaotic tornado that it was down on a bit of paper. And I wrote a lot. I wrote a lot, even yeah. like nonsensical stuff. I just had a notepad around and I would write sentences. I would write lines. And Sam did the same thing. Sam Sam did a lot of stuff. And we both agreed during this period that we were going to really work on ourselves. Um, yeah. 
and work on ourselves to do better. Like I bought loads of books. I mean, I've read one half of a book of like seven that I bought. You know, I'm get, getting there. Seven. Seven. There were so was many really- books. Are you ever going to read those summer books? That's something that I would do and I'd like literally read none of them. Yeah, I'm I'm going to try. I really am because I bought that Come As You Are book and I bought... Oh, um, yeah, so good. Yeah, I bought like a lot of... I bought another two books you from Esther Perel. You bought the actual book though and not the audiobook. I'm so shocked. Yeah. Maybe I, I don't know. It was... I'm trying also to get off my phone. Like I'm, I'm literally... I've got my book in front of me and I'm putting down the book to quickly check my phone. Like, yeah. I, and I'm trying so hard to put in better practices. And my sleep... Oh my God, my sleep was so fucked up. It was so fucked up. And so again, I was like, mm, book, yeah. Like, uh, but I would still fuck it up. I'd still be on my phone till 2am. And then I'd be like, <laughs> right, I'm not winding down yet. I'll read some book. And I'm there like trying to fuck. fucking read a book at like 2, 3am. Yeah. Just like... <laughs> your so nocturnal stupid. habits are great for me in LA though when we're like having chats on the phone that's, I'm getting like little true. voice notes from Reed still like when I'm like oh shit the UK's gone to bed yeah yeah that was tough the sleep part was sucked balls because again if you're not sleeping properly and and like it was a mixture of insomnia yeah. to oversleeping so it'd be like yeah, it was just the whole shebang. And the more the more time that you're awake, the more time you're thinking and obsessing and wondering what they're doing and wondering and, and like just overthinking everything. Um, How do you feel getting all of that off your chest? Yeah, really amazing. It was so fucking hard not talking to the podcast about it. <laughs> so know. hard. But I'm really glad that I waited because if I had spoken yeah. about it as and when it was happening, it would have been a completely different story. I think I would have yeah. just been like fucking like depressed and miserable and just like, yeah, I think I've made a mistake and uh, I know this is right. And, and it's just like, it's so good talking about it now when I've had that time to reflect and I can see the change and what good it's yeah. done. And it's good to mention those aspects as well that like you did go through these waves of emotions. So like, I feel like people need to know the process, but I still think like, I definitely think it's good that you waited to talk, talk about it. Yeah, I think so. And also, you know, I'm, I'm not having much community. I wasn't having much communication with Sam and I really had to make sure that this was something that he was okay with me talking about. And during yeah. that time where he's already confused and upset and going through his own shit, like he doesn't want to mm. hear me talk about this shit on a podcast. We have a lovely new sponsor for today's episode, and that is Joy Club. Now, some of you might not have heard of Joy Club, but that's because it's all the way from Germany, but it's popping off hard there. So much so, it's spilling out over to the rest of the world and especially the UK. It's a sex positive community for every kink and every type of interest. So if you're into things like our podcast and want to learn more and want to connect with like-minded people, Joy Club is the community for that. I'm going to be putting my tickle event on Joy Club so other people, other like-minded people can find it as well because I just want to find more tickle friends, you know, and this is the perfect place to do that. 
Yeah, sometimes it can be really hard to find people that connect with the same kinks and fetishes because there aren't enough platforms out there. And that's why I'm super excited to become a member on Joy Club so that when I'm back in the UK, I can maybe meet up with some people that are into la- the lactation kink. If anyone out there shares a kink or fetish, you understand how hard it can be to actually write it on your profiles or dating profiles. But the great thing about Joy Club is that everyone is so honest and open, you kind of feel unafraid and excited to share who you really are and what you're looking for on there. It's a great place to start. And it doesn't matter where you are in the world because the community also connects via live streams. There are educational tutorials like learning how to tie shibari rope, which is something that I'm personally very invested in learning about. And the best bit to anyone that lives in the UK is that it's free for the whole year. And as you know, we love talking and sharing everything about sex, which is why we are so excited to connect you with Joy Club. So get yourself signed up to joyclub.com and check it out. Explore, connect, meet and play. When we started this podcast episode, we were like, we were thinking about like it being about the end of relationships and the beginning of relationships. Like, how do you know Mm. if you want to end a relationship? How do you know if you want to start one? And I think, you know, you've been in the whole, like, should I end this relationship chapter? Not that you have, but like that side of things. Whereas like I've been in this new situation where I'm like, should I start a relationship? Even though I'm like Mm. full of commitment issues and fears and like just kind of scared. And I've kind of ended up in this situation where I feel like it's like started to repeat my patterns. And that's why Mm. I kind of wanted to talk about it because it's like this shit just happens. It Like I feel like I was writing in my journal yesterday and I was like, This was bound to happen. His profile on field said, freshly out of a relationship, which doesn't scream someone that wants a committed relationship. Yeah, that would, as much as we want to believe otherwise. My profile says, looking for something long-term. Yeah. So like, we both went into this date thinking like, oh yeah, this isn't, you know, this isn't gonna go anywhere. And then we just like Mm -hmm. really liked each other and it kind of got like swept away in those feelings. Mm, And I, I guess, blindly thought, well, maybe that doesn't matter. Like maybe it doesn't matter that he's fresh out of this relationship because Mm -hmm. if it's right, it's right. And you just sort of go for it. That's like my understanding, but that's not really how like the world works and people's lives work and issues work and fears around commitment and feelings as well after a breakup. Like I know that after my last breakup, it took me like a year to start feeling again properly. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Like I couldn't feel feelings like I used to because I had been so hurt. Yeah. And I think that's basically what's been happening in um, this new thing is just like one side of it isn't able to kind of match the other side. So I'm now in this situation where I'm like looking after his fucking dog for two weeks, doing all the girlfriend (laughs) duties, literally doing the girlfriend duties. And then we're having talks about 
like leaving it open to dating. So I'm thinking mm. like I'm dating again. I haven't like, I've started chatting to people and I'm like on the dating apps, like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> I'm not doing this. <laughs> I don't oh, want to be doing this. I really no. don't. And I'm like in this weird position where he's been away for like two weeks for mm-hmm. the holidays and for work. I'm going to see him tomorrow. And I've got to figure out like whether I wait around for him to figure out how to feel something. Oh my God. It's just been, it's been like so up and down. Like I know that like he really likes me and all of these things and he's been so communicative, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, I'm like, by waiting and waiting around for someone to choose me, I'm not honoring myself at all. And I've Mm -hmm. like done all of this work after my last relationship was literally me in a relationship with someone that didn't want a relationship. I can't Mm -hmm. do that again. What is it that stops us from seeing a profile and seeing those warning flags, but then still ignoring them and going for it anyway? There was something like, I guess when I first got here as well, I was like, yeah, well, you know, I'm not dating like seriously yet. Mm. I'm just sort of seeing what's out there. I'm like testing the waters. So I thought like, just get out on a date basically. And that Mm. was my just get out on a date. And then it ended up being like, oh fuck. I like actually really like this person. And he felt the same way too. And I think we got swept up into those emotions and now like, Two, based nearly two months later, we're like he's having his realizations of like not being ready, basically yeah. not being mm-hmm. ready to commit. And I'm in a situation where I'm like, I'm ready to commit to this. Like, I want to plant the seed and see where it grows. Like, I'm not committing to a lifetime with this person. I'm committing to planting a seed and seeing like what happens. Mm-hmm. But he's not ready to do that. Which like that's, sucks so much. Yeah. Like, and I've been processing this because he's to- he told me about these kind of feelings of like wanting to date other people like a few mm-hmm. weeks ago. And first of all, I was like, I totally see where you're coming from, and I understand, mm-hmm. and I do. He's been in a very long relationship, and I understand that he needs to experience more of the world being single yeah. and like mm-hmm. take a breath. I'm just annoyed that I landed in that moment before that happened. Yeah. Is it enough for you to be able to sideline this for for them to do what they want and you to do what you want? And then if something happens in the future, that's great. But if not, and you've moved on, then that's the way it is. Or is it like a, I don't want to say ultimatum because it gets a bad rep, but sometimes you need to ask somebody like, I want something more. And if I can't get more, then I, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to do an ultimatum at all. Like, mm. my thoughts have been around, and I've told him this, which is why I'm okay with talking about it, is that, mm-hmm. like, I might take a step back and basically just be like, not I'm not waiting for him in any, yeah. any type of way. Mm-hmm. I might have to step back if he needs to date other people. Because... Yeah as much as I thought I was okay with that, because I was like, I know that he's not going to find anyone like me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't like, I, I don't want to be compared to, I don't want other women to be compared to me. I don't yeah. like, 
I, it doesn't feel right in myself to be in a situation where someone's experiencing other people so that they can figure out how they feel about me. Yeah, that doesn't, it doesn't seem right. I mean, we know the the healthy option here is to stop things, is to take a step back, but it's not as easy as that. It's always more complicated, especially if you found someone that is so communicative and the way that they speak about things and that can make it even harder because it's like, there's a lot of like, I don't knows and like lack of certainty, but it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, he it's probably because he doesn't know either he's just trying to figure it out like we're all humans just like making mistakes but it's yeah it's ultimately you you know you have to go with your gut on this one and make the decision yeah i'm gonna see him and then kind of figure out from there but i think i have made my decision really yeah and it just and that's heartbreaking yeah it sucks (laughs) so much because i'm just like i don't fucking deserve this and i deserve more than this and i thought that this was that that's Mm -hmm. what sucks about it yeah it is tough you do deserve someone to just like be your everything and do everything for you and i mean you you deserve that that. (laughs) i just mean do everything for you yeah I, I just, just like, deserve someone that like <laughs> wants to like feels the same way as me and like mm-hmm. sees the potential in something to, enough to be like yeah let's see where this goes and we can like commit to that idea together and I don't think like part of me is like am I just like am I too fast am I like taking things too fast and stuff but like went up to fucking sonoma for thanksgiving and i met his family so it's like how mm, he, i mean he's just come out of a six-year relationship it's like he doesn't know how to be single he only knows yeah. how to play the boyfriend yeah i i wanted to discuss because i think it's like a really real thing to happen and like to have to like really have that thought with yourself of like you need to put yourself first yeah the put yourself first thing yeah fucking hard because we've Honor we've never yourself. we've never had to put well we've never been able to put ourselves first especially as women yeah. putting yourself first means you're just like there's yeah. something wrong with you you're bitchy <laughs> self-centered yeah. like all I of this stuff like, it's like it's a fucking just... test for me as well because it's like mm. look your last relationship was all about this about you like being there anyway if you even if you didn't have the commitment I'm like, is it the test? Is this the test? Is this the the learning? Why can't we just see things? Like, where's motherfucking Captain Hindsight with his big red flag coming over and just being like, whoa there. (gasps) Just pay attention to this one. I mean, the fucking red flag was his fucking profile and I didn't... (laughs) (laughs) Like, there was all that communication as well, but like, he said a thousand times that like, He's in a like he started dating again because he wants to find the one and like you know all those things and then to mm-hmm. me that means you want a relationship and also what on top of this is like it's really fucking rainy in LA and I'm depressed because of the weather <laughs> and if I don't have him around I don't have many friends here and that's I start getting really sad about that because I'm like yeah. he became like a big part of my support network out here. Mm -hmm. and if i step away i don't have that 
at all. But maybe it's the push I need to make one. So in terms of like whether you should start a relationship or not, this is probably not the right way to start one. I, I did, before we go, want to talk about like how to have a successful break. So being firm and I think being serious and having clear boundaries but the boundaries is the hard part because you never really know like what boundaries to put in what worked for us was like minimal messaging but even Mm. then we argued through the messaging so it's not really great what worked best for me was we had a day that we could message each other on especially through the christmas period so it was like wednesday we can have a little text Every Wednesday we could have a little text. And then it was also, um, we scheduled in calls or check-ins once a week, a call check-in. But I couldn't see his face. I couldn't do a video call. I couldn't meet up with him because I felt like if I saw him, then I would just cave. So I think not seeing each other is really important. If anything, that would be the best, most healthiest, easiest way for you both is to stop communication altogether, plan an end date, pick an end date um, to work towards and then work from there. That would, because every time we spoke, there was still anger and confusion and hurt very much so within those conversations. Mm. Um, It's almost like you need time to fall out of love, fall in love with yourself again, and then you can bring your full self back into the relationship. Um, And when you start the relationship again, Start it like you did before, you know, go on dates. Um, Like, will they, won't they have sex? You can hold off from having sex from each other if that works for you. Um, And just like rebuild the relationship from there. It's, yeah, um, that's, I think, what we're doing. I'm trying, we're trying both really hard not to fall into old habits again, because it's just really fucking easy. You know, like as soon as, as soon as I met Sam, like the other, other day for dinner, I, you know, I, I wanted to hold hands. And then as soon as I did it, I was like, shit was I supposed to do that like it felt normal and right but like now am I overthinking it I was just like fuck I mean definitely overthinking it (laughs) yeah definitely overthinking he was probably just like yeah whatever bro yeah 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 so yeah tough one it's very tough oh and also just figuring out remembering that when you get back together it's not going to be beautiful and magical and perfect you are Mm going to go through a teething period of trying to work things out and trying to talk about things and sort of seeing where you both went wrong and what good you can do yeah Um, do as much reading as you can do as much learning as you can get books about how to communicate get books about how to like you know, like look at your attachment styles and learn more about yourself. Look at your personality yeah. traits. Like go speak to a fucking therapist. Oh my God, my therapists were my godsend throughout all of this. They were probably the, like they, they helped me stay so grounded and not make any like rash or impulsive decisions and just mm-hmm. to sit in the uncomfortable feeling. And that sucked, but it was really, really valuable. Also hoping the other person does the same, but you cannot force them. And a lot of people won't, and that's okay, but you have to ask yourself if you're okay with that and if that works for your relationship. Because you can state that. You can state, like, I don't think I can be with somebody who doesn't want to go to therapy. Or I don't think I can be with somebody who talks about being really unhappy with themselves and not making a change to fix it. You know, like that's an okay thing to say, but you can't be like, you need to go to therapy. You need to, I don't know, 
cut out all your bad habits and like go to the fucking gym. Like you can't say that. That's not fair. That makes you, I don't want to say the bad person, but that's not how they're ever going to respond positively. Yeah. It's about putting down them, cut down boundaries. So yeah, I hope this podcast episode has been helpful to anyone going through similar situations or unsure whether or not they should end their relationship or if they're not in a good place right now and they don't know what else to do or if they want to put in a break a break can be really fucking useful don't listen to all like just take what you read with a pinch of salt you have to go with your gut oh goodbye frankie everyone say (laughs) goodbye to frankie she's got a little wet nose Oh, <laughs> Frankie, you're so okay. cute. We, um, if you want to stay in touch with us, please follow our Instagram at Come Curious, and of course our personal accounts, Read Amber X and Florence Bark. And make sure you follow and subscribe and like and rate the ratings and the comments that you can like do on Apple Podcasts help so so much. So if you do love oh this God. podcast, if you write us a review. Like it means so much. Other people see those reviews and think, oh yeah, I'll listen to this podcast because everyone's yeah. reviewing it really, really well. So rate us it five changes stars everything. if you love us and give us a review because yeah, we need you guys support. Yes, please. But if you also have some constructive criticism, send it to our Instagram DMs rather than the review part. Yes. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please. Because I kind of fuck Yeah, as Kelsey Dara says at the end of her podcast, because we're sensitive. Especially right now, man. We're <laughs> deep in the fields. I know. I know. And I have to give back my therapy dog? Like, what? No. On my, like, days where I felt really shit last week, when when I woke up and, like, let Frankie out of her crate and she, like, bounds up into me and she's just, like, licking my face and I'm like, ah! And, like, she just <laughs> makes me laugh, like, immediately. Yeah. She's just so cute. I think if you can have a dog, do it, but just be sensible and smart about it. I actually We don't cannot. want no, like, fucking... We don't <laughs> want no lockdown dogs that get put back into, like, rehoming. It's so sad. Yeah. Just get temporary... Foster dogs... Yeah. yeah. Oh, we're, ba- we're back to doing the dog podcast now. Yeah, okay. So we'll stop. <laughs> Time for us to go, I think. <laughs> yes, I think so. See you next Thursday, okay. Curious Fuckers. See Love you next you Thursday. All. Love you. Bye. 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 Mm-hmm.